0: Wow, it's another week with your neighborhood, the Ernie and Anita Show, both again who are still off campaigning. Filling in is your host, the voice of Wyndham, Ken Folan, and the carousel man, Mark Doyle. No kidding, we have another week to promote the Wyndham Public Schools, your neighborhood schools, your town. Behind the board is Matt Rupark, keeping us all in line our and in our and our and our sponsor, excuse me, Casella Waste. Thank you for sponsoring us. and for fourteen hundred WILI for having us. We appreciate this opportunity and to use this uh, time to promote our school district today. A very special guest is the Assistant Superintendent of Schools at Wyndham, is Neil Weathers, and we're going to be talking about consolidation and what that means. But first, Neil. Welcome to the show. Thank you for taking the time for being with us. And please, start off with a little background about you. So people get to know who Neil Weathers is in our school district
1: and what you do. Well, well, thank you and good evening. Um, I'm glad to be here. Um, So I am the assistant superintendent. I I think I've been the assistant superintendent here in Wyndham now for four years, or close to four years in November. Um, Before that, I was the director of performance, accountability, and assessment. And before that, I worked in Meriden Public Schools for fifteen years. Um, um, most of the latest position being the supervisor of math. Um, I love the Windham area. Um, I love uh, first of all, anytime you have something that rhymes with romantic and you utilize that, good work, romantic willamantic. I love the community here. Um, I grew up in Waterbury and I lived in Meriden. I was actually born in Meriden, so. Um, This community, I identify with it because it's very similar to to where I come from. So I just love being here, and it's just a great place. And we have a great staff, great students, and uh, great families. And I I tell anybody who is uh, willing to listen to that.
0: We appreciate that, and we appreciate you being with us. And I'll tell you what, it's been many years with a continuity of leadership, which has been clean and positive, welcoming to the members of its staff, families, and community as a whole. you know it, we're not we don't want to have that revolving door. So we appreciate your longevity. So you say four years, but there's been a time in history here that they've come and they've gone. I think you and Tracy are making a great team in the rest of your administrative cabinet because things are happening in a positive way. I started by saying today that we're going to talk about consolidation, and I'll let Mark Dora lead that conversation and what, we're referring to, because I think this is going to be important for every member of the Wyndham community now, and especially those guys in the future who have little kids. Go ahead, Mark.
2: Well, for a number of years, the board of ed has been uh, discussing and talking about our grade school setup and, and whether we needed to consult how, how to consolidate, uh, there's a enrollment issues. There's, there's educational issues. So we, basically we want to start the, the ball rolling, by having Neil talk to us a little bit about, uh, the whole subject of, of, of consolidation. What, what are the benefits? I guess first tell us what's what's driving the conversation. Why were we even thinking about consolidation of the of, of schools?
1: So um, thank you, that's a great question. So the one of the main drivers was uh, initially declining enrollment. So if you look at some of the enrollments of our K-5 to elementary schools, 10 years out, each of them had a, nearly 100 to 150 more students. And if you add that about together, you're talking 300, 400 students, almost in an elementary school within itself. Um, So some conversation initially started about consolidating from four to three, And then we looked at some of the models being done across the state where they were going to one-campus models, um, whether that's one school or multiple schools on the same campus. Um, And we were looking at the potential of our K-4 to students being in one place and potentially our fifth-grade students going back to the middle school knowing that our early childhood center students are moving to the high school um, in the 24, 25
2: year. We're, we're also looking at the age of the, the grade schools that we have. That uh, in addition to, if we look at just just moving into three grade schools, uh, we still have the, the issue of maintenance and upkeep and, and re- renovation on those schools, as opposed to looking at a new campus. That's another part of the, of the issue is the... These, the infrastructure correct
1: yeah it's absolutely one of the biggest financial benefits is you'd be taking care of one campus that is new versus four that are we have schools aging our elementary schools age from 64 years old right now to 110 um so the upkeep in some of the keeping things up to code can be challenging for sure and there's cost with that to keep them up to code um versus maintaining one building which has costs but those costs would be much less mm-hmm. um and just having all of our students in one place. Um, actually, the, uh, the, the tagline we're, we're, we're talking about here is the one campus, one experience, and one goal to educate, protect, and empower Wyndham's elementary students. Um, because the idea is if we had them all in one place, they'd have the same curriculum. Uh, it just we, – we think it's a, a great idea uh, moving Wyndham
2: forward. Oh, Tracy's going to be happy you got that tagline in. Yes. <laughs>
1: oh,
0: Taglines are everything.
1: <clears throat> but anyway. Yeah.
0: So, hey, listen. So the, so, the bottom line here on this is we currently have four elementary schools, excluding the STEM school, right? Yes. And so – because I want the community to understand. So, the thought is to build one larger, uh, brand-new school, elementary school to house all our K-4 through four students, okay? And, Neil, led to one of the best benefits that I've heard so far. Now, I'm not worried about the economics of it now, because that, that's something we all will have to figure out and work on individually and as a community. But, you know, the big thing that I liked about it, and it's true, because you had one every now and then, you have a, one of our schools back in the day. It was Wyndham Center School. It had the Blue Ribbon School. Well, why didn't North Windham have one? What, what's going on with that Why didn't – listen – if we can get one curriculum across the board and everyone's turning the page at the same time, I think that's a huge benefit in, in structure and in discipline and how everything is handled. Also, the leveling of the class sizes. You know, some districts, some some of the neighborhood schools have larger first grades versus a, a smaller one at another building. So why don't you get into some of those details? Because I think that is is consolidation that, that people need to know about. Maintaining four buildings costs more. You have more administration, more overhead, and especially the buildings that are 104 years old. We all know that is Nat Natchog, and is always going to be that emotional argument about Nat <clears throat> But other buildings being 63 years and older, <clears throat> just think about that—the cost of keeping those older buildings going in the
1: future—and
0: this would, this would, you know, with the high school being done, it, you know, completely renovated as new, with uh, the uh, the the. Middle school done in nineteen. I'm sorry, ninety-seven. Nineteen ninety-seven. That would be the old, you know, the oldest school not being, you know, needed to be renovated. And of course, the magnet school. This would set Wyndham up for success, and I really think it would benefit. And that's why I'm I'm behind this a hundred percent. It's not about the economics. It's about. Getting everyone on a level playing field going forward, then jumping to that middle school, and then to success at the high school. Go ahead, Neil.
1: Yeah, so so I really appreciate that. So one of the things we have is currently we have schools where sometimes people are like, oh, that class size is large. And part of the reason for that, there's only one uh, unilingual, where uh, instruction in English only is taught, and then there's one of our Dos Rios classes, for example, where um, 50% of the instructions in English, 50% is in Spanish. So you have one and one. So once those classes reach a, a large class size, like up to like 22, they have nowhere to go. But meanwhile, uh, across town, you might have a class with only 14 or 15. So there's a disparity. But if we had them in one place, we we comfortably believe we can have all of our class sizes um, equal and we think 20 or lower. And I know that's a more discussion what that number would be, but we feel very confident that we can maintain that. But it's much harder to do right now when you only have one of each grade. And then everyone has a very similar class size, which I think. Um, is a, a great way to go about it. And then you also have the resources of all the first grade teachers for the unilingual, the Dos Rios and the Companeros program, all in the same building. So when you're having team meetings, you're getting the expertise of the district and you're, you're not relying maybe like you're by yourself and a new teacher. You have the expertise of the veterans in the, the district. So that really I think is a big selling point.
2: You're also, I, I, you're I, also I, getting I, more uh, flexibility with your support staff that's the or of flexibility you're getting more more production if you will or more contact cuz right now if we have children who need extra help in math across four schools we need four different math specialists or or more whereas with a one school we might get have just two math specialists which is a, a better sharing of the support staff
1: right and 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 in that restructure another big selling point if we were able to do that that might allow us to provide things we haven't in a while like Um, things like uh, gifted and talented or thinking about steam uh, technology upgrades uh, world language and and culture exploration um, you know access to things that we don't have right now because we can't do it in four places but we could have one art classroom with a kiln because we're doing it in one place and that's something that um, I think is a huge advantage or having one larger library or one large music place um, center where we could have performances where people come in versus some of the, um, not that we don't have people come into the schools, but sometimes they're cramming into smaller facilities. Right.
0: It's funny you should mention the specials because I remember <clears throat> when I first got on the board, when we ended, we ended up going to art on the cart. I don't know if that's still existing or not within our elementary schools. And then the next thing you know was you know sharing a gym teacher from building to building. And so I don't know how tight things have gotten on, on that end of it, but if whatever we can do to bring back full specials, talented and gifted, um, <clears throat> the multilingual class situation. I mean, just last week we had a, a, uh, a high school senior on who's been in this country five years. Within a year of being at the middle school program, uh, became 100% fluent in, in English and has been had a successful high school career. And just imagine the, you know, with 79% of our population English as a second language or in poverty and all these other situations that they face, having that much support in one building instead of saying, well, wait, we can get the social worker here next week. We can do this as, you know, you just schedule out the right way and and lead it. And then, again, to me, the big deal is curriculum because if if this school can be a blue-ribbon school, why can't this school be a blue-ribbon school?
1: Absolutely correct. So if you had... ONE SCHOOL WORKING TOWARDS THE SAME GOALS. WE THINK WE COULD ACHIEVE THAT WHERE EVERYONE'S MEETING SUCCESS, Um, TALKING ABOUT SPECIALS. SO WE TRY TO AVOID OUR ON A CART WHEN WE CAN. Um, BUT RIGHT NOW, ONE OF OUR SITUATIONS, SOME OF OUR SPECIALS ARE IN PORTABLE CLASSROOMS. A BRAND NEW BUILDING WOULD ELIMINATE THE NEED FOR PORTABLES, WHICH IN THIS ENVIRONMENT OF SAFETY WOULD BE HUGE TO HAVE IT ALL WITH INSIDE THE MAIN BUILDING. SO WE THINK THAT'S A a MASSIVE ADVANTAGE. but um, just being able to offer all those things in one place where you're right about like our support, social workers being able to support. And in, in, say, we have two or three, you also have a team of social workers that could help each other, just like we were talking about teachers. So like that also is very mm-hmm. advantageous to us.
0: This guy, this guy, <clears throat> Neil Weathers is pretty smart. He noticed he said, I was, I was right. Like on three occasions already. So he's picked <laughs> up that the voice of Wyndham knows what he's talking about. And that Doyle who, well, we'll Mr. just won't say. I'll be kind to That's Mr. Doyle. Mr. Doyle, the <laughs> carousel man. He's still spinning around from the 60s. But anyway, what people may or may not know, you know, back in the day, Mark has been on the board for quite a while, and we, we had many years together on it. But I take Sweeney as an example. I remember when we, you know, since the day I got on the board, they were talking about renovating or building a new one there because – they had a cafetorium.
2: Cafetorium. Yeah.
0: Cafetorium. And worse than, we took a tour of the whole building. I remember the, the phys ed teacher said, oh, you would like to see my office. It was an old shower stall. Okay? And it still exists today. There's nothing. Nothing's yes. changed. They they got buildings on the outside still. You've got natural, and I remember being on that roof as a chair of the board, going up on the roof with these guys to show me the holes, Show me the parapet. Properties. Now
2: we know where the holes came from. Oh, well, well, it was it one is. foot, Mark, for God's sake. Oh, say. boy.
0: <laughs> that was half the way they was back it's... then. But I'm just – what I'm getting at is uh, these buildings aren't in the condition that they, they, you know, that that they need to be in for modern education. And then, you know, and to, and to design it in such a manner that, again, staffing is there. Leadership will be more comprehensive, I think, um, because you have four principals. you got four different ideas on discipline. And I, I know as a group they have their meetings and figure out things together. But to be – to actually have one person at the helm, just like at the high school – one at the, you know at the middle school, and then your delegates. Uh, it, it is what it is, but you should you, you should as a taxpayer take a look and uh, you know be polite, make the appointment, and take a look at Swinney if you think if you think I'm not telling you the truth. Go look at the office, the phys ed teachers, and go look at the condition of natural, No matter how much lipstick you put on it, we know we've taken care of the the, the, the roof and a few other the parapets and everything. All these other problems, we've taken care of wells down at North Windham and in, in Windham Center. We've done as much fixing as I think we can, and you know this might take four, five, six years to get done. You got to figure out where you're going to put it. You've got to get the town's approval of the designs. And I've learned my lesson: never do a building committee again. That's a renovation. So I'm happy that they would they would build something new, uh, and then take care of us for the next you know 30, 40 years at the very least.
1: So, uh, yeah, I I think. You're, you're speaking truth about the age of the buildings and we love all our current elementary schools like to go inside any of them like a, like I said, we have great staff and great students. but to give them one campus that is a state of the art facility um, and, and just you know, being on the map, you know like recently nearby, I know Mansfield did this where they had yes. one facility. Um, we should be looking to do something similar uh, if possible because just having one campus where everything's located, you just can – you could pull your resources to be more effective, um, and then it provides other opportunities that we currently don't have. And, and like you were talking about four different places, even when we try to do district PD on a staff Monday when we have our staff meetings, you either have, you know, teachers spending part of their time traveling, you would eliminate that, and then you actually get 20, 30 more minutes actually talking about whatever the topic is and getting more actual – uh, effective time out of that
0: exactly i mean i, I just note for, uh that even in rhode island I, they've done that to my old elementary school believe it or they did they recently just did that they had a lot of problems with constructions but that building is operating and, and they're they're doing well with it my family is, in rhode island is very much involved in education superintendents and so forth and um so that's done i've seen it done successfully i think Wyndham is a, is a great candidate for this and, and I, I'm proud of the board and the, and the administration for taking this step. It's hard to swallow sometimes when the economic conditions, you never know if, if, if you know, what's going to happen next. We see that in our daily lives, right? But you, you can't stop from moving forward. And I think we, again, I'm not going to say this just for the kids. This is for the community. When you can look to the, by the time we're done with that high school, when we got done with the STEM school, when we got done with all these other little projects in town, if you're not feeling better about your community, you really need to get out more and see what you what you actually have. And you know, we owe these kids the, the best opportunity we can give them to get that head that, that leg up. And it's a tough world. And you know, that would be my word to the to the seniors this year. It's not easy. This isn't easy. Being an educator is almost impossible these days. And the administration in this in this town does everything I can to balance the budget and balance the needs of, of the students and the families. And I'll leave it at that for now, Mark. Go ahead. Do something. Say sorry, something, sorry. you mushroom.
2: Well, we had got to wait for the question to open up here. You have a long breath capacity. Hey, I, yeah, listen. I'm the star
0: of the show. You are the old carousel man. Who's carrying who? You know, Neil's sitting here saying, can we get on to the next question? So That's please, right. get on to the next question. Well, actually,
2: the next question would be, Neil, why don't you give us a little bit more about your background? Uh, I know you say you've been here for four years what, what is your day-to-day activities like what are you doing
1: okay so thank you so um, uh, so basically um, the way Tracy has set it up where she's superintendent of the district obviously and um, um, I, it's set up where I'm really the second-in-command um, I coordinate activities with her for, for a curriculum across the district, um, work with all the schools on, on day-to-day operations, um, you know, try to get to the schools as frequently as possible by interacting with the principals daily. Um, I think if you were to ask staff across the district, we really make an effort, like, I think most of the staff knows who I am. Um, I try to make sure I get to staff meetings to present whether it's an initiative or curriculum or or data, which you know, um, just everyone knows. That I say this in, in a, a positive way, but like I'm just a data nerd. I love sharing information and making good decisions based off that information. You know, and is the is the information telling us what we believe? So um, and I usually do that with a. Not dissimilar to the show, I try to do it with humor and, and love and compassion. And uh,
2: well, where's the
0: love, Kevin? Where's,
1: <laughs> the, where's,
2: where's the, the
0: love? You see the compassion's right here, folks. Where's the voice of Wyndham's looking at a guy <laughs> who really should be home in his recliner, but I'm bringing him out once a
2: week. <laughs> I'm still waiting for the pistachios, well, We're
0: supposed to get you know shelled pistachios
2: yeah, and fuel great at
0: this station. I haven't seen anything, Matt. So you want to talk to Colin and the boys? I will. Where's you know, the and love? Then we're not going to renew our contracts. That's right. But
1: anyway, um, we're
0: here. <laughs> we're here for the school district.
1: You are. you are um so and the other thing i i deal with is uh, operations like for example i i directly um supervise our, our it um manager joe torres who who's uh, just incredible uh zach who was on your show I, I supervise our athletic director um our our transportation department um uh, Joanne Guerras and April Chapam who do our um, our data clerks, who are the most incredible human beings. If you got to meet them, um, they run our student information system. So I do some of that stuff in, uh, in addition to doing the the curriculum and instruction work. We have a, a director of elementary and secondary education um, that that, um, lead, uh, the, you know, lead that work as well. But like, so those are all encompassing sort of, uh, overview of what we do. Um, I know that, you know, the gentleman outside there, Robinson Camacho, I work with him with our attendance initiative, which has been very successful this year. Um, and then just, uh, it, when you ask that question, I'm trying to think of if there's a way to codify because there is quite a bit going on, but I, I, I love it here and I love what I do. Let's uh, talk
2: about the, you, you mentioned transportation, which brings to mind, a one campus, a uni campus, would, would transportation, that be another asset that, that we could take advantage of, if you will, that would, not sending kids to four different locations, but sending to one location may help us?
1: We we think it might, because already, so some of the concern was, oh, you'd have to move them from all over, but we think because the existence already, we, North Windham Houses, Companeros, we think that happens already, and we think having... Um, the buses but, converge to one location. Just,
2: just, I just, I just, I just for a second. Compañeros, I'm not sure everybody knows what that oh. is or, or why you're saying they all go there. So Compañeros is a district-wide program. So if I live in the city or the or the Windoms and I chose to put my child in the Compañeros program, which is a uh, immersion, a bilingual immersion program, yeah. my child will get bus to North Windham.
1: Right. It's our two-way dual immersion, which, by the way, I'll give it a little love. It's going to celebrate its 30th year. It's like the preeminent two-way dual program in the state. So that's really incredible. Um, so Thank you, Neil. I was the
2: chairman of the committee that created yeah, you, that program. Yeah.
0: When, did, when was the last time you said hello to the young lady who ran the program, who invented the program, and as, as an example for the rest of the state? I was just – I met with her this summer. Wonderful lady. She is. She loved me when I was a chair. <laughs> so Who doesn't? You know, that's the whole thing, Neil. But go ahead.
2: I right. loved you when you were furniture, too.
1: <laughs> so, but anyways, so for transportation, I do think – I, it is my belief. I think um, it will work as an asset for us because we'll be centralized to where we're going. So if you think about it, you'll you'll have the magnet school too. You have our alternative, low um, campus, and the high school and the middle school. But now you're narrowing down from what's like, you know, eight campuses down to four. Uh, just, just. Um, just it, it will. I believe it'll make a lot of sense. And then also, where we run same thing with class size. Sometimes you can't really stretch out where we add four buses across four schools, but adding maybe one bus might be more feasible based on what a route tells us. So it, it, it just the management aspect alone, uh, it would be beneficial.
0: Hey, I just want to take a minute and say thank you again to Neil Weathers, our assistant superintendent of schools. Obviously, that it's a job that's a full plate yet he still has time to support Windham Athletics. I see him out there. Uh, maybe he's been monitoring Zach. I don't know what the story <laughs> is. But, no, he's got a full plate. We appreciate his dedication to our district. Uh, I think uh, Dr. Youngberg, uh, Youngberg and, um, and, and, Doc, and, and uh, Neil Weathers here make a great team, and I think it's appreciated throughout the staff. You can always tell when the staff is smiling and not complaining, right? So, so there yeah, so, you go. So there.
2: we'll ask uh, a question, Neil. Who's your favorite board member?
1: <laughs> I'm going to plead the fifth there, the even same though I. That's Crazy said.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Well, long story short, we have a couple more shows to come. Next week will be a surprise guest that Mark is working on. Yes, I gave him that job to keep him busy for during the other six days of the week. Production manager. That's my yeah, job. Yeah, he's the production manager. Yeah. Anyway, so he's going to find us another special guest from the Wyndham Public Schools. So we continue this series. We again thank our sponsor, Casella and 1400 WILI and Matt Rupar, and in our seventh or in our last week we will have Dr. Youngberg on with those three same students that we had last week because I think there's more phenomenal stories to come out of that we thank you for listening we thank Ernie and Anita for this opportunity